Welcome to the Authentic Life Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Wusk. I'm a master certified life coach, author, personal trainer, and nutrition specialist. For over a decade, I've been helping people with their dreams and goals for their life and health. I spent many years watching people get frustrated with their journey in life and giving up on taking actions towards their goals. So I dug in deep to find answers to why so many of us face this same frustration and struggle in life. So in this podcast, we're going to dive in deep on topics surrounding what it means to consistently live a fulfilling and authentic life, where you are unstoppable in taking action towards your dreams and goals. So the only question is, are you ready to start living your most authentic and fulfilling life once and for all? Then let's get started, shall we? Right. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. For those of you listening in for the first time, welcome, welcome. This is going to be an interesting episode if it's your first time listening in because I'm doing a little bit of an experiment this week and it's going to kind of affect how this podcast episode turns out. So let's just see. Let's let's have fun with this. So I'm experimenting with live streaming this week. I sent out an invitation right before I went live. Um, I didn't advertise for this because, like I said, this week I'm just kind of trying to experiment with how this live streaming works. Uh, My podcast host is Podbean. So if you have the Podbean app, you can, anytime I live stream, just log in, go to my live stream and listen in. If you don't have the Podbean app, I'm not sure if the link will work that I posted in Facebook. Maybe it does. Um, We'll have to try it out. And if not, download the Podbean app on your phone, because if this goes well, I'm thinking about doing this more frequently and letting you all know ahead of time when I'm going to do an episode live so that you all can plan this into your schedules and join me. Because when I live stream and you join, you have the ability to chat with me while I'm talking. And you can also actually call in to the podcast episode live. And I can accept your call in if I want to talk to you (laughs) and um, answer any questions you might have. So you can even be live on my podcast with me. So yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. I've never tried this before, but Podbean keeps urging me to try a live stream. So I'm doing it this week and I'm doing it on this episode specifically as an an experiment. Um, And I picked this episode intentionally because it is probably... The single most important episode that I've put out so far. The reason why is because understanding this is the very basis for almost everything that I teach as a coach. We're talking about what motivates your brain. And yeah, we're going to dive into that this week and sort of clear up what is motivating your brain and why and what we can do about it. And I wanted to talk about this because I see so many people out there struggling and suffering in a life that they're just trying to get by and just trying to numb out of so that they can, you know, get by the other parts in life until eventually their life gets better, blah, 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 blah. And the brain is urging you and so many of us to do many things that keep us feeling stuck, that keep us feeling like, you know, we can't create the life that we want to create for ourselves. And this leaves a lot of people feeling as if there's something broken about them, something flawed with them, because the the brain is sort of urging them to do these things that almost feels like it's against their own will. 
And that in order to stop it from happening, they just need to be in this constant willpower and resistance mode to keep the brain from doing it because something is wrong with the brain. And I want to talk about this today because I want you all to begin to consider and see that maybe there's nothing wrong with your brain at all. Maybe your brain is just perfectly healthy and it has evolved to do exactly what a brain is evolved to do. And that the reason why we see it as being broken and unhealthy isn't because the brain itself is broken and unhealthy. It's because we don't understand the brain, what it's trying to do, its motivations, and kind of like the reasons why it created these urges and motivations so that we can use them in a way where we are empowered to create the life that we want having this human brain. And I feel like understanding the brain and its motivations puts us on the first step to being able to do that. So first of all, defining motivation. Motivation is basically just a reason or reasons why a person or thing is acting in a particular way. That's a motivation. And our brain, I've talked about this in almost every episode before, so I might sound like I'm beating a dead horse or like a broken record, but this is so important to understand. That's why I say it all the time. The brain can sort of be divided into two parts. And guys, this talking about this, there's so much to say here. There's so much to say because this topic is deep. So what I'm going to talk about today is going to be sort of a crash course, a pre-101 course on the brain and its motivations. And in order to understand this, we also need to understand that the brain can sort of be divided into two parts. And there's a really great book out there that goes into a lot more detail about this. If you if you want to nerd out on the brain and the two parts, this is a great book. It's called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. And I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. I might be mispronouncing it, but just look up the book Thinking Fast and Slow. He goes into a lot more research scientific detail about this. What I'm going to do today is sort of give you this brushed over version of this in layman's terms. So it's very easy for you to understand because I think it's so important. Uh, but yeah, the brain can sort of be divided into two parts. We have the more evolved part of the brain, the cerebral cortex, um, which is the part that Daniel Kahneman will say is the slower part of the brain. But it's also the part of the brain that does a lot more analyzing, a lot more using information and putting things together and thinking things through and thinking more long-term and thinking about goals and desires and what we're wanting to accomplish in life. But like I said, this part of the brain is a bit slower. Then we have the second part of the brain, which I call the primitive part of the brain, and Daniel Kahneman would call the fast part of the brain. This part of the brain oh, is very powerful. Very, very powerful, and it's sort of running at a very rapid pace in the background at almost a subconscious level. And it's very important that we understand this part of the brain, because this part of the brain has evolved over millions of years to have urges and drives within it that are not biologically able to keep up with evolving as rapidly as we are evolving our society and the world around us. And what this has created is a lot of people getting diagnosed with mental illnesses when the reality is they just have a healthy brain that we don't know how to put into context in a modern society that is evolving much more rapidly than the brain can physically evolve. And I want to be clear here. I'm not saying that mental illness doesn't exist. And I'm not here to say that medications 
are not a beneficial tool for us to use. But the problem that I see with this is the overdiagnosis of mental illness with people that actually have very healthy brains, the overuse of medications and people with very healthy brains that are just using the medication to mask symptoms instead of looking at getting to the root cause of the dysfunction in their behavior and how they're kind of like letting their brain create that behavior for them instead of understanding their brain and using their brain for them instead of their brain using them. So it's important that we, in order to be able to even get to the point where we can start changing this, we need to understand what motivates the brain and more specifically what motivates the primitive part of the brain, because this is the part of the brain that is creating all of this chaos and dysfunction and confusing behaviors out there that we're like, I don't understand what's going on here. And, oh, there's obviously something wrong with me in my brain. It's broken. And that's why I'm doing this because I don't actually want to be doing this. And this is creating results that I don't want. So obviously something is wrong with my brain and I need medication and I need to be diagnosed so that I can fix it. All, a lot of this can be solved by us just understanding, being taught to understand our brains and also taught to understand like we are the humans that have the power to use the brain instead of the brain using us. So many of us are just out there at the effect of our brain and our brains just haphazardly without our permission creating a life that we don't want. And then we wonder why we're living a life we don't want. So let's let's start by by having a conversation about what motivates the primitive brain so we can begin to understand it. The moment we understand it the moment is the moment we have power. We have power to do something with it. Awareness is always the first step to change. So what motivates the primitive brain? What is motivating your brain? Let's talk about that. So a lot of people would say that there are like three main motivations of the primitive brain. I say there are four because one of them that usually gets lumped in with another one, I see it being particularly advantageous for us to look at it separately because in a modern context, it is creating a lot of dysfunction and havoc in our lives if we don't pay attention to this part separately. So first motivation of the primitive brain is to seek pleasure. And I kind of want to laugh at this because so many of us are living lives right now where we're just kind of allowing our brain to convince us that that's how we enjoy life is to just seek pleasure at all costs and then numb out of the parts of our life that we hate. And I see so many people out there living lives like this and then wondering why their life is a life that they want to escape all the time. And this is why, because you're kind of letting your brain create a life in which you don't want to be in and then convincing you just seek some pleasure and, you know, get out of the discomfort for a short period of time. And then don't look at what you can do to actually create a different life. Just keep living that life and seeking the pleasure. And the reason why it's easier for the brain to convince us to just keep living that life, even though we don't even like that life and we're having to numb out of it 50% of the time, the reason the brain convinces us to do this is because of some of its other motivations. So the biggest motivation of the primitive brain is to seek pleasure. Second motivation of the primitive brain is to avoid pain. And my friends, we're not just talking about physical pain here. Now, this is the reason why this evolved, but we're not just talking about physical pain here. We're also talking about just discomfort. So the brain will also use this motivation to avoid emotional discomfort, hence the seek pleasure. Okay, so we've got the first motivation, seek pleasure. Second, avoid pain and discomfort. Third one is to save energy, conserve energy. All right? What this means is that the brain wants you to not use energy unless it deems it extremely vital. And the problem with that is, is that many of us want to be using energy and we're not. And then we, our brain is urging us not to use it. And we think there's something wrong with us. Like we're just lazy and something is broken about us when the reality is 
It's just that you have a healthy brain that's trying to tell you to conserve energy and the program telling it to do so is a little bit outdated. So saving energy, that's one of the biggest motivations of the brain as well. The last one, and this is the one that usually gets lumped in with avoiding pain and discomfort, um, but I think it's advantageous for us to look at it separately. The fourth motivation of the primitive brain is to create certainty. Okay. And what I mean by that is believing that it can be certain. It can predict life. It knows what's going to happen. All right. So then the question becomes, why do these things motivate the brain? Because a lot of us see this as being something that's broken about the brain because our brain is motivated to do these things and we don't want it to do these things. You know, we don't want our brain to be trying to save energy when we're trying to start an exercise routine. We don't want our brains to tell us to seek pleasure when we're trying to stop eating chocolate cookies 24-7 because we want to lose weight because we are developing diabetes and obesity. And we don't want the brain to be telling us to create certainty when we're trying to grow and evolve because growing and evolving means seeking uncertainty. So yeah, basically we want to understand why is the brain motivated by these things? Because it's not that the brain is broken and it's not that we are broken, that we're being urged by the brain to do these things. But if we don't understand why the brain is motivated to do these things, we end up trying to resist the brain and use willpower and willpower is finite. So I think it's really important that we understand why is the brain motivated by these four things, which is, again, seek pleasure, avoid pain and discomfort, save energy, and create certainty. So the brain believes that these motivations are important because a long, long time ago, when the brain was sort of evolving this primitive part of our brain, this increased our chances of survival. Seeking pleasure, avoiding pain saving energy, creating certainty were all ways for the brain to increase our species chances of survival. So that first and foremost, we need to understand this is why the brain created these drives. It wasn't because it's some flawed, evil thing that's, you know, we just have to deal with and suffer through. It's because of the fact that the brain wanted to increase our species chances of survival. That's Darwinism, biology at its finest. Also, the brain believes that more certainty increases our survival. So this is why the brain is really motivated to create certainty. Uh, so we can see how, you know, saving energy increases survival because a long time ago, energy was scarce. We had food scarcity. You know, we had to go out and hunt our food. We weren't sure if we would find it. You know, plants, we had to fight animals to get to them in time. And then we had to know which ones were poisonous and which ones uh, weren't poisonous, which ones we could eat. We had to learn how to cook them. And, you know, so food was scarce at one point in time. So saving energy was beneficial because it meant not using up all of the, the fat stores, the energy stores that we had in our body, increasing our chances of getting to a point where we had food available to us that was maybe easy to access at that point in time and we could have energy. So saving energy increased our chances of survival. Certainty, the brain believed, increases our chances of survival because uncertain things meant we didn't know if it was dangerous or not and if we needed to defend ourselves against it or not. And what if it was dangerous and we didn't know we needed to defend ourselves against it? What if it then just you know did its thing that was dangerous and then killed us? So the brain wants to believe that it can predict what is dangerous and what to save us from, what to protect us from in life. So certainty to it looks like it increases our chances of survival. Seeking pleasure. That one might seem a little bit confusing. Like, how would seeking pleasure increase our chances of survival? Well, we think of the, the ways in which we feel pleasure. We feel pleasure with human touch. 
human touch means other people are around. Other people being around increases our chances of survival because we have more protection, okay? Where else do we get pleasure from? Eating food. Think about that. Eating food when we have food scarcity means we stay alive. We have energy to stay alive. The body is not going to die of starvation. All right. Where else do we have pleasure? We have pleasure in having sex. Let's think about that. Having sex increases the chance of procreation, which means the species stays alive. A new human being comes into this world. So even if we die, there's another human being alive. So it increases the chances of survival of our species. So we feel pleasure in sex. If you look at all of the ways in which we feel pleasure in life, they all in some way thousands of years ago increased our chances of survival. The problem is now we have so many ways to experience pleasure available to us 24-7, that we're now seeing that these things in excess, these things in indulgence that we get pleasure from actually also harm our ability to survive. Look at diseases like diabetes, obesity, and you know the various different diseases that we have popping up from overindulgence, you know, addictions as well. The, the, this is a problem over, of overindulgence because our brain is driving us to seek pleasure at all points in time. And we don't understand that drive and why it's there. So we feel at the affect of it. And then it creates all of these dysfunctional behaviors in our life, such as addiction, overeating, um, so many different things that we're doing um, that are harming us and our bodies, harming our environment and keeping us feeling like we can't create the life that we want. So yeah, the, the the brain has a reason why every single one of these motivations is going to increase our chances of survival. So the, again, that's saving energy, avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, creating certainty. Every single one of these, a long time ago, the brain thought this is the best way to stay alive. So we have to understand like the reason why the brain does this is not because it's some faulty thing. It is because... It evolved from thousands of years ago when our modern society that we're trying to live in now didn't exist. And our brains uh, cannot physically evolve fast enough to keep up with how much we're evolving the world around us, which is why we also evolved a prefrontal cortex, which we're not using most of the time. That's a problem. <laughs> so the prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that can kind of like look at the primitive part of the brain and be like, okay, yeah, I get that you're... You're wanting to do this, but this is our goal here. Let's consider this. Let's think about this here. And then can look more long-term at effects of things and make decisions based in a lot more information that's more far-sighted and goal-oriented versus being very short-sighted and about immediately right now what increases my chances of survival right now when the reality is our survival is not in danger in the moment. We have food available to us. We have shelter available to us. And we're not in danger of dying right at this moment. I mean, unless, of course, you're sick and there's something wrong. But I'm saying like most of us that are healthy, we are not in danger of dying in this moment. We have what needs to be available to us to, to stay alive in this moment in time. But your brain is still convincing you and urging you to do these things to try and stay alive with the urgency of you might possibly die if you don't do them, such as eating the brownie, eating the cookie, eating the cake, eating the whatever, drinking the whatever, when the reality is you could probably go several days without eating or drinking and be totally fine. And actually, a lot of us might want to go several days without eating to teach our bodies to recognize actual hunger instead of just trying to emotionally eat. But we don't do that because we're allowing sort of the brain to convince us with these urges to eat that we're actually hungry. When the reality is we're not hungry, it's just the brain kind of urging us with this primitive drive of seeking pleasure, saving energy, 
creating certainty, certainty and avoiding pain to stay alive. So that's kind of what's going on. So the reason why this is important for us to understand is that there are so many of us out there that think that there is something wrong with us because we're unaware of how the brain works and why it's doing this. And we're not being taught that we are in charge of that brain. We have responsibility with that brain. And instead, we're just kind of out there haphazardly letting the brain, without our awareness, without our permission, create a life around us that we're not happy with. And then what do we do? We just give in to the urges and drives of the brain to seek pleasure, to numb out of that emotional discomfort, avoid pain, um, that, that is the life that we're letting our brain create without our permission. And it's making so many of us feel like we're prisoners in our lives, like we're at the effect of life and like we have no say in it and that we are victims in our life and we don't have any power. And what I want to show you all today is you do have power. But first, you need to be aware of what the brain is doing and why, what effects it's having in your life and why, and that you have power over that brain. And what I want you to see is that these drives are the reason why many of us have beliefs and thoughts that are creating behaviors in our lives that are creating results that we don't want in life, but we don't even realize that because we don't even realize we have a brain, we are not the brain. And we have the brain as a tool that we get to use instead of just like being the brain and the brain using us and creating a life. And then we're just like, oh, well, this is life and I don't like it because I just better escape with some more pleasure. So we have these, we have, but then again, we also have this prefrontal cortex that's telling us we have dreams and goals. And so many of us have programmed that prefrontal cortex to just sort of shove those dreams and goals to the side and hide them in the background while we give in to the urges of the primitive brain because we don't believe that we have power over the primitive brain to create the life that we want. And it's too painful to deal with seeing those dreams and goals and then us not achieving them. So it's just easier to, to program our prefrontal cortex to just shove those in the back and reject, 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 reject. They're not important. And to create beliefs that these dreams and goals are not important. And so we shove them into the back and we just let the primitive brain run and create a life for us that we don't want. And then we feel at the affect of it. And we don't understand why we are exhibiting behaviors that we are exhibiting. We don't understand why we have the beliefs that we have because we basically told the prefrontal cortex, just listen to the primitive brain, listen to what it's telling you and create beliefs based on that. Instead of us seeing like, no, that prefrontal cortex is for us. That is for us to access and tell it, tell the primitive brain, no, I get that you have this urge. I get why you have it, but that's not what we're doing because this is our goal. And here's how we can meet that need in a way where we also reach our goals and drives. We're not being taught how to do this. We're not being taught this in school. We're not being taught this in just general education that's available to us. So few people realize that we have this tool available to us and how to use it and how to understand the drives of the primitive brain so that we can actually tell our prefrontal cortex to take those into account and to speak to that primitive part of the brain and say, hey, yeah, I get it. I get that you're screaming with urgency here and that you're terrified because you're running from some, you think we're running from a T-Rex when really what we're running from is the uncomfortable situation of having a conversation about our truth with someone that's not going to kill us, but we believe it's going to kill us because the, pre, the, the primitive brain is like, oh, that's a T-Rex. You better get away from it. It's going to kill you. The primitive brain doesn't understand the difference. Danger is danger to the primitive brain and all danger to the primitive brain is pain and we should avoid it because it can kill us. It is uncertainty and we should avoid it because it can kill us. You know, it seems it sounds dramatic when we're conscious of it. But the fact of the matter is most of us are unconscious of the fact that this is what our brain is doing in the background. 
And then a lot of us get called drama queens because we react to that part of our brain and we don't even understand why we're doing it. It's not that we're drama queens. It's that you have a perfectly healthy brain and you're just kind of letting it run you without you understanding it and understanding you have power over it. So how do these drives affect us when we're not aware of them, when we're not, you know, using our prefrontal cortex to have dominion and sovereignty over these urges and drives, how are these affecting us in our personal development and growth? Because this is why we're all here. If you're listening to this podcast, you have an interest in creating a life that you are happy in, that you feel fulfilled in, that you want to be in. So personal development is how we do that. Personal development is how we shed away all of these inauthentic beliefs and and uh, behaviors that we've kind of developed to, by our primitive brain convincing us to do them to stay alive and doing it in our unawareness without our permission. And personal development is about shedding all of those away and seeing what it is that we truly want in life and how we can show up in our lives to create that for ourselves with intention and awareness. But here's the thing. These drives, if we don't understand them, are going to hinder that in so many different ways. And so many of you out there are struggling with this and you don't realize that this is what you're struggling with. You think you just need to keep changing things out there to make this life that you want. And you're not even paying attention to the fact that what, what needs the attention is your brain. You're not, you're not managing that beautiful brain of yours that you have because you're so busy trying to change things out there, hoping that life will get easier for you. That's not going to happen because you have a brain and that brain has urges and it has drives. And until you account for those, you're not intentionally creating a life that you want. Okay, so how do these drives affect our personal growth and development? Let's look at them one by one here. So the first one, seeking pleasure. Okay, I think this is fairly obvious, but in case it isn't, let's let's just talk about this. A lot of people in their personal development, they want to get their health under control. And when the brain is telling you to seek pleasure, pleasure comes in the form of human contact, sex, food, entertainment, because entertainment means that we are distracted, we are safe, we are distracted from what could possibly be harming us in life. Entertainment is pleasure because we feel like everything is good and life is predictable and we are safe, okay? So when we think about these things, if the brain is urging us to seek pleasure all of the time, are we going to be able to lose the weight that's harming our body, that's destroying our joints, that's, you know, suffocating our organs because there's too much fat around our organs? Are, are we going to be able to get our blood sugar under control that is pre-diabetic or diabetic. No, we're not. Because if we're giving into this urge all of the time, what are we going to be doing? We're going to be sitting around entertaining ourselves all of the time. We're not going to be going to exercise. We're going to be sitting around eating all of the time because the brain is convincing us this pleasure over here from the food is the most important thing in life. And then on top of that, the foods that we have available to us now are these very unnatural, concentrated forms of food that our brain has not evolved to compensate for or understand that the the pleasure that we experience from eating these foods is unnatural. And so to the brain itself, that, that huge hit of pleasure from eating these concentrated, processed, unnatural foods that pleasure hit that your brain experiences, your brain is going to believe that that is life itself. It is the most important thing to focus on. And it will do so and urge you to do so with the most energy that it can. And this is why so many of you feel like you just enjoy food. 
you know, like this is just what's important for you. It's not just what's important for you. It's that's what's important to your primitive brain. And you're not learning to manage that part of your brain and those urges. You're not learning to understand them and, and how to notice them and to know the difference between emotional hunger versus actual physical hunger. So that that part of your brain and its urges is just sort of convincing you that, oh, I just I just really enjoy food. That's what I enjoy in life. Instead of seeing like this is just that drive from the primitive part of the brain convincing you to just keep sitting over here and enjoying the pleasure of food because it's it's so concentrated, your brain doesn't know how to account for it and it thinks it's life itself. So yeah, this is how that specific urge from the brain is going to hinder you in your personal development. Let's look at the second urge from the primitive brain, which is the one to avoid pain and discomfort. So how does this affect us and how we want to show up for our personal development? Okay, so if we are avoiding pain and the brain associates discomfort with pain, let's think about that. Let's think about that here. Okay, so if we're wanting to personally develop, what this means is that we're wanting to show up in our lives in a different way. We're wanting to have new behaviors. But to have new behaviors, we want different beliefs because behaviors are a result of beliefs, my friends. Beliefs are action. Actions are belief. So if you have an action that you're doing in your life, if you have a result in your life, guess what you have? You have a bunch of behaviors that are creating that result. So if you look at those behaviors and you just try and change the behaviors, you're not changing the beliefs. And guess what? Beliefs are what create those behaviors. So if we're not looking at the beliefs, then we're not actually changing the behaviors. Okay, because those beliefs will still re keep recreating those behaviors in another way and will ultimately end to the same end result. So if we look at a result in our life that we don't like, guess what we need to go back to? We need to go back to the belief that created the behavior that created the result and look there. And guess what? Discomfort to the brain. Uncertainty is discomfort. And when we go about changing beliefs, the brain feels uncomfortable. Okay. So the brain is going to literally avoid the discomfort of your personal development. Your brain is going to urge you to avoid personal development and seek pleasure. Okay, so this is avoiding pain, this drive, if we do not understand it, if we don't manage it, if we don't take sovereignty over it by using our prefrontal cortex to manage our brain and noticing that we have power to tell that prefrontal cortex how we want to manage our brain, if we don't take that into account, if we don't focus here, then our brain is going to literally urge us to avoid the very thing that we actually want to do, which is to learn and grow. Learning and growing to the brain are uncomfortable. We are moving into territory that is not familiar with us. And not just that. That's actually the uncertainty part. And this is why I said, you know, the, the other urge, the create certainty, we need to look at this separately because this is how this shows up. So actually, let's say that this is what we're talking about right now. I'm sorry. Instead of we're not looking at the avoiding pain right now because there's another side to that. So we're looking at creating certainty. So because the brain is going to urge you to create certainty, it's going to actually urge you to stay away from personal development. It's going to actually urge you to stay away from growing and going after your goals because that involves uncertainty. Your brain will literally urge you with the most power it has available to us. It will literally do the, the equivalent of dropping nuclear bombs on you internally to keep you from growing and learning because that means uncertainty to the brain. And the brain hates uncertainty because uncertainty to the brain equals possible death. And I know that sounds dramatic, but to the primitive part of the brain, we have to understand where it evolved from. It is equivalent. 
Okay. So this is why it's so important to understand this and know that this is going on in your brain because it will affect your personal development if you're not aware of it. All right. So let's go back to the avoiding pain and discomfort. All right. So in order to also grow, we want to be in our full emotional experience. We want to be willing to experience all emotions. As we move into uncertainty, guess what happens? We feel fear. We feel, we might feel frustration. We might feel anger. We might feel, and these two, the brain, these emotions, you have to imagine where they evolved from. They evolved from a time when these emotions were signals of danger, danger, run away. Okay. But now these emotions are coming up in situations where we actually want to lean in. The fear is the fear of stepping up in front of a crowd and giving the speech that is going to get you heard so that your message gets out there so that you can, you know, start making the money and, and helping with people the way and you want to help people. You're not going to do it because your brain is telling you, wait, no, you feel fear. Fear is bad. Remember, fear means danger. Fear means you might die. So run away, get away from it. And if we, if we listen to that urge from the brain, we are going to avoid whole entire sections of our life in which opportunities lie for us to develop, for us to grow, for us to create the life we want to create. My friends, your brain is going to urge you to avoid certain emotional experiences that are essential for you to understand how you are creating the life that you are currently creating, why you don't want to create that life anymore, and what you are going to do differently in the future. And as long as you keep avoiding those emotional experiences by giving into the urge of seeking pleasure, do you see how these all tie back in together? The brain will tell you avoid, avoid, and then seek pleasure. Avoid, avoid, and then seek pleasure. And what does this do? So many of you see this playing out in your life all of the time. You, you have these beautiful dreams and goals. Maybe you've stopped letting yourself see them, and now you just believe you're one of these people that doesn't have them. But I promise you, you do. You've just programmed your prefrontal cortex to look for beliefs that you don't have these dreams or goals, because it's easier for you to believe that than to see your dreams or goals and not understand your brain and keep giving up on them and feeling like you're a failure and feeling like you can't go after them. So you just would rather believe you just don't have them, but you do. I promise you do. You have big and beautiful ones and I will show you them if you don't believe me. <laughs> and you will believe me when it's not like I'm going to convince you that you have a dream. Like you will see it. It's there. So yeah, a lot of you are, are either you've gotten to the point where you choose to believe you just don't have dreams or goals, or you just believe, oh my God, I just can't go after them. I'm so broken. I'm so flawed. There's something wrong with me. I keep, you know, cycling through this. And the, and the truth is you're not broken. There's nothing flawed about you. There's nothing wrong with your brain. It's, it's not that you have a short attention span and you can't, you know, focus. It's that you've literally taught your brain to avoid focusing because focusing would mean learning something new and moving into uncertainty, moving into discomfort. So you've literally programmed your brain. Oh, this is uncomfort and uncertainty. Um, look for something to distract you. Get away from it. Get away from it. And then seek pleasure. And then a lot of us call this ADHD. And I'm not trying to say that that there aren't people out there that have diagnosable ADHD. But I think that a lot of us that are diagnosed, quote unquote, with ADHD these days, literally what it is, is we've just trained our brains to look for distraction and avoid the discomfort of growth. And then we don't understand that that urge plays into what the primitive brain wants. And so we just feel like, oh, no, no, look, there, there's something wrong with it. It's urging me to do this. So I must have ADHD. Well, no, you just have a brain. You have a brain that's urging you to avoid discomfort and pain and uncertainty. 
which is the learning and the paying attention and the focusing on the things that you're not familiar with and leaning into the discomfort of, oh, I'm not familiar with this and I don't get it and be like, that's okay. Just lean in, just lean in. But instead your brain's like, no, no, that's uncomfortable. Get away from it. Distract. What can we distract with? Um, look at TikTok. Oh, no, no, no. Go look at Instagram. Oh, no, go get a piece of cake. Um, think about something else really quick. Think about this over here. What about this over here? What about this over here? What about this over here? And, and then we're like, oh my God, I've got so much ADHD. Like I can't focus on anything I want to focus on. And we convince ourselves that it's just, we have some sort of dysfunction in our brain, but the truth is we just have a healthy brain. And that brain is doing exactly what we've told it to do without our permission. We don't even realize that we've told our brain to do this because we're not being taught that we have a brain, we have access to it, and we get to tell it what to do. And most of us just think our brain is telling us what to do and our job is to resist it with medications or with willpower. You know, and so we live these lives where, it, or we, we resist it by just like numbing out with pleasure, just being like, oh, well, I guess this is my life. I just enjoy food. That's the kind of person I am. I just enjoy food. I just enjoy alcohol. And this is how I enjoy life. And you don't even realize that what's happening is you're just letting your brain use you. You don't even realize that you are convincing yourself you have a broken, flawed self and brain when the truth is you're just not showing up for that brain and using it. So what do we do about this? What we do about it is we realize we have a prefrontal cortex that gets to tell the primitive part of the brain what we want it to look for and do with all of its urges. And if we don't tell that prefrontal cortex with intention, with authenticity, and with consciousness, and with full awareness what we want to tell the primitive brain to do, it will do things on its own and create so much dysfunction in your life that you're going to believe there's something wrong with you in your brain. But the truth is, this is just a sign of an unmanaged mind. It's perfectly healthy. You're just not managing it. So we want to realize that we are in charge of that brain. You are a human that has a brain. That brain is a tool that you get to use. And if you are not using it, it's going to keep running and doing its thing in the background and using you. And that's what most of you feel like. That's why you feel like you're stuck in your life and you're a victim in your life. It's because you're letting your brain tell you that. You're letting your brain run your life for you without your permission. So we want to understand the brain's urges and where they come from. And once we have that understood, then we can start looking into understanding our authenticity, understanding like our true values, our true life mission, and finding out what it is that's truly important for us in life so that we can start telling that prefrontal cortex all right, this is what we want out of life. And I get that the brain is urging me to do these things over here, but by doing these things over here, I actually don't get to show up for my life in a way where I create the life that I want to live. So I'm going to tell my brain, like, I, I see you. I see your urge over there. And I see where you come from. And here's why understanding these urges and where they come from is important for us. Because when we understand why the brain is urging us to do these things, when we understand the brain wants to feel secure, the brain wants to feel safe, the brain wants to feel like we're not about to die, the brain wants to feel like we're going to take care of ourselves, we're going to stay alive. When we know what the primitive brain is looking for, and we know ways that we can give that to our primitive brain, we can use our prefrontal cortex to show the primitive brain, hey, look, this is taken care of. You have enough food. You have safety, you have security, you have love, you have connection, you have acceptance because I'm giving it all to you right here, right now. You have it. When we can show our brains that we have that in a healthy way that allows us to show up in our life in a way where we are creating our truest desires and goals, my friends, that is the sweet sauce. 
But we can't do that if we don't first understand the brain and its drives and how this is showing up in our own unique situations and ways in life in which it has chosen to show up based on our experiences of life. If we don't understand that, then we feel like we're just kind of like stuck with this chaos going on that we don't understand what's going on. Why are we doing the things that we're doing? Oh, there just must be something wrong with the brain and life and life is hard and the brain is hard and the brain is broken and I just need medication and I just have to resist this and deal with this my whole entire life. And, you know, we feel like we don't have power and choice in our life to create the life that we want. But the truth is we do. We have so much that we're not using. We have only tapped into about 10% of the potential of our brain. And we don't even know if we start actually using that brain, what all it's capable of. But even when we, if we just start looking at what we do understand about the brain and using that, we already have so much power available to us. If you look at the life that you currently have and how urgent and real it feels for you and how much you feel like this is the reality of life that you are living in, if you can recognize your brain created that without your permission, <laughs> <laughs> that's so much power right there when you see that your brain did that without your permission. So think about when you, when you are giving it permission to do something that you want it to do, what you're going to be capable of. I just want you to think about that because most people believe that something is wrong with their brain. Something is wrong with life. And they're just out there running around with this brain just without their permission, creating a life and then being like, nope, see, look, look at that over there. That's evidence. I don't have any control. Look at what it did. Look at what's happening over here. And we don't even see like your the, the the thing that created that, you're holding it in your hand and you have power to tell it what to do and you're not doing it. I'm, I'm doing this podcast today because I want to open the door here. To, to I want you all to begin to see this clearly, that we have choice in this. We have choice in this. And this podcast doesn't substitute the real work of getting out there, getting a coach, reading the books, taking the time to work with the coach to, to understand how this is showing up in your own life, in your own unique way, and how you can begin to see it and, and create the tools for yourself to start managing that mind for yourself and creating the life that you want with the power of you being a human being that has a brain that you get to use for you instead of it using you for it. So I want, this is why I want to do this podcast. This is why I think this is so important for us to look at and, and to begin understanding what we can do about this today. We have a prefrontal cortex. We have the ability to tell that prefrontal cortex, to tell our primitive brain what we are wanting to do. And then for us to manage those urges of the primitive brain in a way where we meet those needs in a way where we create the life that we want. We lean into the discomfort because we can show the primitive brain this discomfort here is not going to kill us. Me having this conversation about my truth is not going to kill me. Me showing up with this fear and seeing what's on the other side of this is not going to kill me. Me stepping in front of this crowd is not going to kill me. Me putting out the podcast episode is not going to kill me. Me writing the post is not going to kill me. Me making the phone call is not going to kill me. Me showing up and trying the activity and not getting the result that I want the first time is not going to kill me. But our brain will convince us that it will if we do not understand what it's driving us to do and that we have a prefrontal cortex that we get to manage and tell that primitive part of the brain, we're going to show up. It's okay. We're not going to die. It's okay. I get your urge here. You want safety and certainty. So here's the certainty. I've got your back. I've got you. I'm going to be here and I accept you on the other side of this no matter what. 
I am, I'm here for you. We're going to learn from this no matter what result we get. And I've got your back. You've got certainty. You've got food. You've got shelter. You've got love. You've got acceptance because I'm giving it to you right here. And, and the truth is, you know, even if we believe nobody else loves us on the planet, the truth is somebody does. A lot of us just don't believe it because we don't believe that we're lovable. And so we won't see the people around us that are loving us. So we also have it out there. But the, the truth of the matter is we can offer that certainty to ourselves and we're not doing it. Because we don't understand what the brain is actually wanting and how to offer it and still show up for our goals. So the takeaway here, my goal with this episode for you all is that I want you to see this. I want to bring about awareness, the fact that a lot of you out there that are believing that you're broken, you're not broken. Okay? I want to bring about awareness that behaviors related to this part of the brain are they're not the kind of person that you are. So many of you have convinced yourselves that this is just the kind of person that you are. Oh, I just, I'm just the kind of person that I just enjoy food, or I'm just the kind of person that I just enjoy social media and TikTok and scrolling through videos and watching television. I'm just the kind of person that, you know, I don't have goals and dreams. I'm just the kind of person that I just enjoy shopping and spending all of my money on that shopping. And, you know, that's why I can't do, I don't have big dreams and goals over here. You know, no, I don't need to look at those. Like so many of you have convinced yourselves of this story. Because you're in unawareness of the fact that really what's happened is you've just given in to these primitive urges of your brain. And you think that those are just the things you want out of life. But the truth is you have these big, beautiful goals and dreams that you've taught yourself to not look at and forget and shove in the background. So I want to bring awareness to this today. That what these things are, these behaviors are just outdated wiring in your brain. They're not who you are. I want to bring awareness to the fact that you have power over this wiring and this programming. And it doesn't need to be about resistance and willpower and restriction. The only time that, that it has to be about willpower, resistance, and restriction is when you don't look at all of this, when you don't understand this, and you don't use your prefrontal cortex to manage that part of your brain and see what it is that you truly want and how not giving into these urges isn't about restriction. It's about freedom to do the things that you truly want in life, but you're not allowing yourself to see the things that you truly want in life because you're so focused on the urges, so focused on the pleasure, so focused on the short-sighted immediate gratification that your primitive brain is urging you to focus on that you can't even see the bigger picture of what it is that you want. And I want to, I want to bring about the awareness and, and urge you to to start considering the fact that if you could pull away from that long enough to understand what is going on over there and see that that is not you and that's not what you actually want out of life, then you can actually begin to see the truer, bigger desires that you have in life and that this isn't about resistance and restriction. This is about freeing yourself from that primitive part of the brain that is creating a life without your permission so that you can see the bigger, truer goals and use your prefrontal cortex to, with your permission, create a life that you actually want. And that's not resistance. That is freedom. That's what I want you to see. This is about compassion, love, understanding, empowerment, and freedom. And so many of you all see personal development about that it's about resistance, willpower, and restriction. And I want to show you it's not about that. But you have to, have to get to this point where you see this and you're willing to step up and say, hey, show me the tools so I can manage this brain and show up for myself in my life and believe that you have these big, beautiful dreams out there and believe that if you, if you stay out of these urges for long enough and recognize them for what they are, that these big, beautiful dreams are going to show themselves to you again. Once you trust yourself to allow yourself to see them again and you, you allow your prefrontal cortex to be like, okay, yeah, you can come out again. 
you can come out you can be seen again we're not going to reject you we're not going to beat ourselves up for having these goals and not going after them because now we're ready we're going to go after them i want you all to see that you have this available to you to do so many of you are out there at the effect of your brain and the wiring of it, and you don't even realize it. And I want you all to be able to see this and realize that you are a powerful badass with a powerful tool at your availability here, but you've not been taught how to manage it. You've not been taught how to see it. And there's an analogy here. I want you to imagine you're walking through a house that's, that's mostly built, but it's not fully built. All right, so you walk into this house and you have a saw in your hand and the saw is just running. It's just on and it's running, okay? And you don't know how the saw works. You don't know what it does. You just It's running in your hand. You're kind of looking at it like, well, that's making a lot of noise and this thing is spinning around and what's, I don't know what's going on here. And just kind of like lolly dolly da through the house, swinging your arms around and you're looking around. You don't know what the objective is. You don't know what's going on in life. You don't know that you're trying to build a house and you don't know what this thing is in your hands and then you're looking around and this, the, the things are falling on your head and you're like, what is going on? Why is this thing falling on my head? And oh, there's rain coming through the roof and like I'm getting wet here and oh, I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. And why is everything falling apart around me? And you're swinging your arm around like, what is this right here? And then another beam falls and you're just like, what the, and you're just like thinking that life is this chaotic thing that you need to protect yourself from all these things falling on your head and the water falling out of the sky. And you know, this, this thing around you falling apart around you. And what you don't realize is that you are the one walking around. You have a house that you want to build. You don't even see that you want to build a house and you're letting this saw destroy the house that you don't even realize that you want to build and things are falling on you. And you think that this is just life. And my friends, you're doing this in your life. The saw is your brain. The house is your dreams and goals. You don't even see the house that you want to build. You don't even see that you have this powerful tool in your hands that could help you to cut the pieces of wood and put them together to build the house that you want. You don't even see that. And instead, you're just walking around through this maze of wood and cutting them and falling things falling down on your head and you're getting wet from the rain because you haven't built a roof yet because you don't know that you want a roof you don't you know and you're complaining about what's going on and you don't even see that you have the power to change it this is what so many of you are doing in your life and i want you to begin to see it's you and there's nothing wrong with you it's just that you haven't been taught to be aware And you've just been walking around with this brain and letting it haphazardly without your intention, without your permission, create a life around you that you're out there thinking, oh, this is just life and complaining about it. And you don't even see you're the one creating this life. You're the one walking around with a saw, chopping everything up. And you don't even see it because you haven't been taught that you have a saw in your hands. You don't even know that you have a saw in your hands and what that saw can do. And that saw is your brain. You don't even know that you have a brain at your disposal and what that brain can do. And so you're just walking around and your brain's out here creating all of this chaos and you're thinking it's life itself and you don't even realize you're holding the very thing in your hands that's doing all of this and you have power to tell it what to do. And you're not doing it. I want this episode to help you guys begin seeing that. I want you all to begin considering this power that you have had that you've been just like letting run around freely and shape your life without your permission. And I want you to look at that life and and how much you're complaining about it, how much you don't like it. And look at how much power that life has. You created that. 
Granted, you did it without without awareness and with without your permission. I want you to imagine if you took back that power and got back in the driver's seat of that tool of your brain, what you could do with intention and awareness. And that's what coaches are here to help you with, to get you back in the driver's seat of that brain and to show you where you're letting that brain run your life and to show you where you have power to create so much in your life but you're just letting the brain do its own thing over there with all of its outdated urges to, you know, seek pleasure, avoid pain, save energy and create certainty. And then you wonder why you're not creating the life you want. Well, that's because you're just letting the brain give into its own urges and create that life around you in the most haphazard, unattended, unintentional, without your permission way. And I love you all. I want you all to see your power here. And that's what I'm here for as a coach to coach you into doing this. So I want this episode to be a wake-up call to you all. You have so much power that I can't even begin to explain to you in this episode. I'm just brushing the surface of it here. And so many of you out there are instead spending so much of your time numbing out of life and calling that enjoying life. Instead of showing up in that life with that powerful tool that's urging you to numb out because it's just urging you to not pay attention to what it's haphazardly creating over here that you're complaining about. And not even realizing you're creating it. So create something different. But you feel like you can't because you never sat in the driver's seat of your own brain and managed it. And I want to show you how to do that. I want to show you how to take that power back instead of feeling like the goal of life is to just seek these pleasures whenever you can and then just get through the rest of life and numb out and numb out and numb out when you can and then just get through the rest of life. That part of life that you're just getting through, you created it. I don't want to show you how to create a part, that part of your life where you don't just get through it. You want to be in it. You want to be in all parts of that life. And sure, there's going to be pleasure in it, but that pleasure is not going to be in resistance to your life. That pleasure is just going to be a part of a life that you're excited about all parts of it. Pleasure is just one tiny part of life, my friends. And so many of you all think that that's the point of enjoying life. This is like the analogy I put on Instagram earlier today. If you say you enjoy Reese's peanut butter cups, but you're only, you're scraping away the chocolate and only eating the chocolate, then you only enjoy chocolate. You don't enjoy Reese's peanut butter cups. If you're scraping away the chocolate and only eating the peanut butter, you enjoy peanut butter. You don't enjoy Reese's peanut butter cups. To enjoy Reese's peanut butter cups, you eat the Reese's peanut butter cup. To enjoy life, you are in all parts of life. But you all are stuck just in avoiding life and seeking pleasure. So you're not enjoying life. You're telling me that you're enjoying life, but that's not enjoying life. You're telling me, oh, I enjoy life by just, no, that is just one teeny tiny itty bitty part of life. And if you think that's the only way you can enjoy life, my friends, I'm sorry that you have allowed yourself to convince you that that is all there is to enjoy in life. There is so much out there to enjoy in life. There is so much opportunity out there for you to enjoy in life and create a life in which even the parts that feel uncomfortable and that are challenging you are enjoyable. And that is is enjoying life. Stop just eating the chocolate and convincing yourself you enjoy Reese's peanut butter cups. Stop just enjoying the the escaping pleasures of life and convincing you that that's you enjoying life. Because it's not. And the reason why you believe this is because you have not yet sat in the driver's seat of your own brain and seen the power that it has to create a life that you want to be in all parts of it. Because the life you think you need to numb out of, it created without your permission. Now you see this and you can tell it what to create with your permission. And I want you to just imagine that amount of power and that you have that at your disposal and you're just letting it waste away. I want you to think about that. And that's what I want this episode to open up for you all today. Okay. Not seeing this 
is the the biggest tragedy in so many lives that I see out there. So many of you don't see this, and you think that the tragedy is the discomforts of life, but the discomforts of life you created, and you don't even see that you have the choice to choose discomforts that create a life you want to be in. It was uncomfortable the first time you walked, but you wanted to walk, so you did it because you wanted a life in which you could walk. I want you to see that that was your brain, and you have that brain at your disposal to choose the discomforts that are going to create a life that you want, but you don't even let yourself see what the life is that you truly want because you're so busy thinking that these temporary pleasures are what you want out of life, that that's all there is to enjoy in life. And my friends, that is the saddest thing that a person can do with their life. And I want you to see that you all have huge, beautiful, big dreams out there that the world is dying for you to go out there and go after because we need you. That's why those dreams are there. That's why you are here on this planet. And you're wasting your time seeking pleasure and thinking that's the point of life. And I want you all to see that you have power to do something about it. That's the point of this episode. And it all starts with becoming aware that you don't have a broken, flawed brain. You have a perfectly healthy brain. You are just not sitting in the driver's seat. You don't understand your brain and you don't understand your power to manage it. And that's what I'm here for. So my friends, that's what this, this is exciting, guys. To be able to see this is the most exciting thing. This is your wake-up call to a life where you are empowered to create a life that you don't need to numb out of. You don't need to escape with vacations. You don't need to eat a bunch of food to de-stress. You don't need to drink a bunch of alcohol to de-stress. You don't need to go out and, and shop to de-stress. No. You are excited to be in every single part of your life. Can you shop? Can you drink? Can you eat in that life? Absolutely. But you're not doing it to the point of excess and in concentration to try and escape the parts of your life that you're uncomfortable with. And then having the negative effects on that on the other side and then feeling like you just have to suffer through this life and deal with those consequences. No, that's a life you're creating and I want you to see your power in it. So my friends, take that away from this episode today. You have a brain. It is perfectly healthy. It has evolved to do exactly what it's supposed to evolve to do. You're just not sitting in the driver's seat of it. Let me help you get in the driver's seat of your brain. The first step is awareness. That's what this episode is about today. I hope it was helpful in showing you that you have these urges in the brain. Save energy, avoid pain, avoid discomfort, seek pleasure, create certainty. I hope you're able to see now that if you just keep giving into these urges, it's not going to create the life you want. I hope you're beginning to see now where you are allowing your brain to convince you to give into these urges all the time and how this is creating the results in your life that you're trying to numb out of when the reality is you're creating those results and you have power to change them instead of just feeling like you just have to numb out of your life all the time. I hope you're able to see that after this episode today. And I hope you're able to see that there is opportunity to change this. And I want to encourage you my friends, your brain is very powerful and you've been letting it run you for a very long time. Don't try to do this on your own. Let someone help you who has the objective outside view to be able to point out to you, hey, here, you're doing it again. Your brain's doing it again and you're letting it do it again. Pay attention over here. This is what coaching is for. We get to show you where this is happening in your life, show you where those beliefs are, where you're letting your brain have power and where you have the opportunity to take it back. And we're here to give you the tools of how to take that power back and how to manage that brain to show up in your life in a life where you create the results you want and you do it unstoppably. And you're so, so excited to be in that life. You don't need to numb out of it anymore. So I hope you see that today. I want you to step up, my friends. 
It's time to let go of the stories. Stop letting your brain own your life and run it without your permission. It's time to step up. It's time to rise and thrive in your life instead of just trying to get by to the next pleasure hit. That's what I've got for you all today. I love you all so, so, so much. I hope that this was helpful. Reach out with your questions. Reach out with your, your feedback. Reach out with your whatever it is that you, you've got to, to say about what you've taken from this day, whatever questions you have. I'm here for it all. I'm here to coach you into living a life in which you are unstoppably in the driver's seat of that brain and creating a life in which you want to be in all parts of it. All right? I love you all so much. You are a human. You are not flawed or broken. Rise and thrive. I'm here when you are ready. I'll talk to you again here next week. Until then, ciao. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the content of this podcast. If you did, please subscribe so that you're one of the first people to know when I release a new episode each week. If you have any questions or if you have interest in learning more about the coaching that I do with my clients one-on-one, then just head over to my website at www.lifecoachseth.com. That's www.lifecoachseth.com. There you're going to have the ability to reach out to me for questions that you might have or to book your free discovery call with me to discuss what one-on-one coaching with me might be like for you. You can also check out and order your copy of my book to get a taste of what I'm all about as a person and as a coach. I'm so happy that you joined us today and I hope to have you here again next week. So until then, let authenticity be the guide to your most unstoppable and fulfilling journey of life.